there! Welcome to a rather interesting chat, a podcast where I, Muhammad Amri, have insightful and open conversations with unique individuals regarding our lives and the world around us. Come join our conversation. It's rather interesting. Hello there. Hi, Amri here. I hope you're having a good day. I personally had a quite a lovely day today, actually. Uh, if you didn't, uh, I hope it becomes lovely for you quite soon. And uh, yeah, I think let's uh, jump right in. My guest today is actually someone who is imperative in terms of me getting this podcast up and running. And he's also actually, I'll say this, without him, my last three D&D campaigns would not happen. And I would not have a game every single week. So like, I really appreciate this man. He's actually... I keep saying this, you know, he's very easy to talk to. I think most people that I do bring on are easy to talk to, but he is definitely one of them. And yeah, I want to introduce you to my f- good friend, Fazrul Hafiz. Fazrul, thanks for being on the show. Um, thanks for having me. Um, first of all, your first statement, I will not take credit for that. I did not do anything. It was all you. And for the second one, um, that's only because I'm the only one who who's not into anything, you know. The rest of them, you know, they have work, they have studies and stuff. You know, I'm just here, man. You undervalue yourself, but that's okay. I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, I mean, I, I talked to you recently about this. Um, how, because I was going through our old chat group, looking at the text. It's the four, so the four of us, you, me, Imran, and Akhil in the group. And uh, it's, it's just crazy to me because it's thinking about the trajectory of life. Like, I mean, we, in school, we were, I don't know if we were friends, like true friends, but more than acquaintances. I mean, how did you view our friendship or relationship at the time? Um, I would say acquaintances is it. Because I'm the type of person who's like, um, damn, how do I say this? It's like, I don't approach anyone, right? But because I sort of know you, I don't know how. But I sort of like recognize your face and kind of like, you know, kind of know you. So I guess from that, I know that you're cool. That's it. It's actually the same for me. Like, I know you. Looking back, I don't know how. Where the hell did we start? I have no idea. Because I'm like, hey, that's Fuzzroll. Yeah, he's, he's all right. Yeah, he's a cool dude. I think we played futsal a few times. Ah, that could be it. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. We were never in the same class, were we? No, never. Interestingly enough, never. Yeah, the only way for me to make friends is being forced to be within the vicinity. So it's weird how <laughs> you're not in my class, but somehow, you know, I know you. <laughs> Life finds a way, which is interesting because we graduated. I was in this, this WhatsApp group with the three of them for, I don't know, maybe a year. Then it was, I think, their semester break. And um, I was still in class like i had classes and they were like you know what let's have lunch let's meet up and akil was like you know what? i'm gonna invite someone and we were like who and it was like fazrul but like, yeah i've been talking to him in a while we went out for lunch the next day I, you said yes wow yeah you said yes i and for some reason in that lunch period i don't remember if we planned this in advance we were like let's go on a trip and we went to pd we had to Malacca, then PD. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> it was, okay, that happened. And somehow from there, 
we kept keeping in contact and we kept meeting up and what six what four five i don't know how many years uh, the pandemic has been too long uh how many years and uh, as they say uh, the rest is history yeah i think that trip really was the turning point i think it was uh that was like a highlight or or, or like a it was a huge factor and i believe you you guys did plan about it before because years later like i don't know imran actually brought it up and he was like when when you guys were talking about it with me in the group imran was like oh he's coming with us oh because <laughs> at that point uh I, I didn't know imran at all so yeah imran was like oh shit he's coming too oh okay <laughs> I see. I don't know. I feel like like that trip in itself was pretty spontaneous. I don't know. I don't think I'm like type to. I like the idea that I'm spontaneous, but I don't know if I am. I do like things to be planned out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, somehow we were like, let's just do a trip. Somehow you were like, yeah, let's get on lunch, and we were like, yeah, let's go. The four of us barely like fully knowing each other, and yet, bam, we did that. Yeah, I'm just thinking of. If like if you didn't say yes, if we didn't go through it, none of this would happen. Probably not. Yeah. Um. To be honest, um. I think before that, the last time we met before that lunch was on your play. Oh my god. Yeah, yes. and then we hung out till like three in the morning or some shit. You so. bought me. You you bought me McDonald's ice cream. I remember. Oh, wow. <laughs> you treated me to McDonald's ice cream. That was amazing. I don't remember that. I I do. I absolutely do. See if you remember what flavor it was. I don't. It's, it was either the cone. It was either the vanilla cone or one of those cup ones. It was a cone. Then don't don't give me credit. That shit is like one ringgit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate all the food I get, but yeah, I mean, if you didn't come to the play, if we didn't meet up, if we didn't talk, it's just I've been reflecting on like decisions in life and how you know it was those minor things that somehow build up eventually us like being close to having multiple conversations um, we're on a podcast now we play D basically every week i don't know it's just it's sometimes i'm just thinking like what decisions am i not making now or what am i making now that will impact the future do, do you think about something like that not really honestly uh nowadays i tend to like you know go day by day and this whatever you know it's like whatever every day is whatever you know so i think that's great i think that is something with the pandemic where i'm like i'm trying to survive like just trying to get to the next day mm. but yeah i think i don't know uh, it's like the momentum of that of those meetups or the momentum of decisions in life somehow they they form a path even though you didn't see it at all is that just how life works friend i don't know oh shit okay oh damn <laughs> you, you know what while we bring corny and chummy here I'm, i'm just gonna say um i see you as when i saw you as one of those people that i wanted to get to know how I, i wanted to talk to but since i'm the type to never approach people i just leave it at that you know so when it came about that you know um akil invited us for lunch i was like oh amri okay it's a good time to get to see him you know that i i think that is why i agreed to it and i went and you know when i think about it there's a few other people that i feel that i think that way but then you know i can't approach people so maybe i'm missing out you know i am touched i am touched yeah i think it's one of those things where you, 
you can just decide to be like, you know what? I want to be this person or I want to do this. There's nothing stopping you. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, people aren't going to remember those, li- they, you know, they're going to remember what you attempted to do. They're going to remember how you made them feel. And yeah, I don't feel like we are shackled by, I mean, I get, I suppose societal factors and things that are to not taboo, but things that are normal, like, you know, talking to strangers or things like that. But it's, you know, it makes you feel great. There's great benefit to it. So like, why not? Why not just do it? Why not is a good word. I love that word. Why not? Yeah, sure. A lot of reasons not, but why not? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have a different perspective on things. Because yeah. if I went, you know, oh no, these are all the reasons why not, I would not have like started this podcast or just talk to people Ooh. or, you know, went into acting or writing or whatever. I would have regretted it more if I didn't pursue those things. Instead of like mm-hmm. actually pursuing them, mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah, that's what I admire about you. That said, frankly, nothing stopping you to be like, you know what? I want to talk to someone today. They'll appreciate it. I mean, the times where I've contacted people out of the blue just to, you know, ask how they're doing. They're like, first of all, they're all like, oh, hey, something wrong. Uh, but then I'll be like, yeah, nah, nothing's wrong. I just wanted to say hi, and it makes people say. Oh, you're contacting me? What? There has to be something going on. Because <laughs> I'm bored and lonely too. I have, I have friends I haven't talked in a while. I, you know, you can just do it. Nothing's stopping you. Yeah. Probably feel better about it. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll feel better. Yeah, was it always something you, you struggled with? or Struggle? I wouldn't say struggle. It's like, I just don't bother. You know? Yeah, it's like, I, when I think about it, it's like, uh... What, what if this happened? Uh, whatever it did. Uh, whatever. You know, you try to avoid avoid things from happening. You know, that's it. And sometimes that's a good thing. Bad things or? Anything. You don't want anything to happen. So you just don't do anything, right? Is it apathy or just like, meh, life's chill. That's all right. That kind of, which one? Probably that one. Yeah, probably that one. You are a chill dude. I have to say. Thank you. That's like D&D, uh, because we played Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, if people don't know, Dungeons and Dragons is a tabletop RPG. Basically, it's, it's a board game. It's like if you played Monopoly, but you played characters, say um, a rich person in full designer clothes who keeps saying, have the poor stop being poor? Yeah, it's, it's like that if you're playing a character. Uh, but yeah, Dungeons and Dragons, where did you hear about it first because i know a lot of people now heard it from like shows like stranger things or community where did you hear about dnd before we started playing um i'm uh, i hate this word i really don't like using this word but i am a gamer oh so it's always been like in the air you know dnd it's always been oh that's the thing where like ultra nerds play where you like sit on a table and you pretend to be other people so I've known about it kind of, you know, just like that. I know it as a, a game where like fat old people play, you know, until you came around and you're like, oh, D&D. And then Imran was really excited about it. So, oh, okay, I, I guess I'll try it out. You know, it's pretty much it. What was your first thought when you were like, you heard D&D? And when we first started playing, like what was running through your mind? Yeah. What was the, the experience like for you at the start? Do you remember, I, I was role playing as myself which is lame, but 
yeah that is my way of avoiding cringe <laughs> you know <laughs> so yeah but then you kind of like say fuck it it's an opportunity for you to you know role play without being judged you know when can you be a pirate or or some rich guy who hates the poor <laughs> when can you do that also i'm i'm going to say this i i'm going to have a counter for every time you mention dnd in your podcast right now you're at three out of three. <laughs> oh no it's one of my favorite hobbies i i'm at three out of three already this this early on <laughs> oh gee well maybe i won't break the streak we'll, we'll see maybe i'll keep it going what was the challenge for you playing dnd because it's definitely something that's quite new for a lot of people where you're uh, the mechanics aside i mean you're trying to be a different character i know some people struggle with going to role playing some people speak in third person while others just jump in uh, yeah what was the challenge for you when you like started playing um i think role playing is pretty tough if you're new i mean i'm still struggling with it now but it's like you're pretending to be another person right i mean you're into acting and stuff so you're fine with it i'm sure but for a normie like me to like play a character is so weird you know so that's how like the first few sessions i was just struggling to even talk because i'm like oh what if this is cringe <laughs> what if i'm not being the characters i'm supposed to be what if i'm a warlock but i'm being dumb as hell you know so yeah just getting used to role playing is at you know at the start is pretty tough but i think i'm getting the hang of it is it simply like trying to get into a different frame of mind or is it just because it's such a foreign concept it is such vulnerable in a sense or what is it like what is it about getting into a dip, like being a different character that's challenging especially for someone who doesn't have that uh, maybe an actor background or someone who who's comfortable role playing what is the challenge for you yeah um because acting is embarrassing to me you know so just getting comfortable with embarrassing yourself i think is the big one yeah so that's why i still struggle or i just don't want to play dnd with people that i don't know cuz you're you know embarrassing yourself to someone that doesn't know you which is you don't want to get like a bad impression right something like that yeah i think with with like tabletop rpgs especially it's that's why like the table is a safe space like because you do get vulnerable and that's why you know you'd never force a player to do something you're not comfortable with you know people take their times cuz different people have different comfort levels different boundaries so mm-hmm. you know the table is really important for the table to be a place where it's full of understanding and it, it's comfortable for people to really jump in because you know D&D in Malaysia isn't, isn't a huge thing i know a lot of people play but it's not like mainstream mm-hmm. so i i do as i do want to get more like new players in this challenge because it is new but yeah i think if if you were like someone new currently jumping in what would be a useful thing to tell them or uh, what situation would be good to set up for them to be like to feel comfortable um um i would say if the characters within that table are all ridiculous and everyone's just acting out of their mind i feel like that would really comfort the new person because then they won't feel as stupid you know because there's other you know even more stupid people on the table i think i'm not sure i'm just you know it's out of my ass yeah i think yeah it's actually a good idea i think Yeah, maybe next time I should try a little bit more of a silly game where all the characters I play are pretty ridiculous in itself. 
What okay, challenges aside, what's the fun stuff? What's what's amazing about Dungeons and Dragons that you come back to play week in, week out? Um just I think role playing and creating scenarios with other characters are uh, that's just I think is the core of D and D being combat. Um, I mean, yeah, it's pretty fun, but um, it gets pretty slow, and it's like there's a lot of planning and stuff to do, that, which we don't. But yeah, interactions between other characters is pretty fun. Um, the recent session that we had was probably one of the most fun um, sessions that I had because yeah. Um, Good banter, you know, good, you know, character sort of exploration between two characters. Yeah, pretty cool. If I remember correctly, uh, the two of you took turns to draw, uh, using ink, uh, penises on each other's faces, which was exactly <laughs> an inspired choice. Yeah, actually, this actually goes back to like, not goes back, it's like it relates to me with movies or any sort of like media. I prefer more um, stories that focus on characters rather than the plot. So when I play D&D and there's a lot of exploration of characters, that is one of the most fun things to do in D&D, I think. Yeah, I think we definitely share that. I, of course, love plot, but there's something about characters, even if it's just... Because I watch like Critical Role or Ox Ventures, it's those, it's those quiet moments where maybe nothing ever happens, whether they go shopping or they're just eating. It's, it's the most fun part. It's not even like huge action, but it, it feels so real and it's, it's raw and it's just hella fun where you see two people and these two characters just bouncing off each other. It's a whole lot of fun, especially seeing you guys play. Like uh, the banter that goes on between your characters, the antics you guys get up to which I can never plan for. It's just a whole lot of fun for me. So the character moments, the, the, the RP part is your favorite part of D&D? Yeah, 100%. There are three pillars to D&D. There's, like you said, the RP side, those characters. There's the combat, which is, of course, a lot of the rules in, in the book. It's about combat. And there's the exploration stuff, you know, book environment, like you said. I think it is a challenge to try to get, like, those elements to... To kind of balance out each other because different groups, of course, different tables have different um, preferences. But how, how did you get comfortable with with role playing? Because for the most part, it was um, when when you started, it was the three or four of you guys at the start. I mean, everyone was basically new to your characters. How did it click for you? Where it's like, oh, okay, I can be comfortable in my character and talking to these other characters. Not seeing my friends, but seeing the characters they portray. Um, I feel like experience is one thing. This session that we're having is my third campaign. Um, and also watching gameplays of D&D actually really helps, I think. Because then you look at other people and you, you see how they're just, just you know, going with it. And then you're like, oh, damn, I can do that. Right? I mean, even now, I'm not really playing the character that I wanted to be when I created it. But... Along the way, you can kind of like mold your character, right? I think episode one, I was, I was still struggling. But then as I get to know, you know, my squad mates, you know, the other players' characters, then, you know, you really get into it, I think. It's actually a great tip. Sometimes you shouldn't have a full-fledged character. Even if you have a good backstory and like the whole idea in your head of what the character should be, you should also be very flexible in terms of evolving and transforming it. Mm-hmm. After decisions you make, 
and the storyline as it goes on uh quote unquote uh you discover the character and you discover what this character could be i think being flexible like you said is actually a great way to approach uh, playing a game and playing characters yeah because if you make like a character that's too like narrowed down then you sort of like always go back to like oh my character he wouldn't do this my character wouldn't do that my character is edgy he wouldn't say this then then you're limiting yourself to your rp right yeah yeah oh, absolutely what what is a highlight for you in terms of what you played so far what's the most fun thing your character your any character you played has done dying was pretty fun <laughs> my first time dying <laughs> oh jeez was that fun are you being sarcastic no cuz honestly at that point i was like damn i'm not really smart i mean i'm my character has like 16 16 int and i'm supposed to be the smart guy in the group but i'm not saying shit i'm not doing strategize i'm not strategizing or anything so i'm like damn i'm really playing a shitty job at this character and half of me was kind of hoping that i would die in that fight and then when i actually that i was like oh okay damn i can make a new character now hell yeah <laughs> and also i had to read out my will it's pretty weird <laughs> that <laughs> you took shade at another character which is an impressive thing to do in your last last words so to speak yeah 16 intelligence the character also died yep the character also died <laughs> yeah it was smart but i think i guess how i view characters is although the mechanical information like the stat although at least for me it does help contribute to the kind of character i for one don't approach the characters like that i'm like sure maybe this one is smart or not i'm just going to role play it how i think it's going to be mm. in terms of backstory and things like i'm not fully tied to the mechanics if i want to play a barbarian and maybe intelligence is my is my lowest stat if i want to play him smart i don't care i'm just going to do it mm. yeah that's it's a, a good way to approach it i think yeah i think uh, finding that balance between the mechanics and the rp of the game the role playing uh it's a it's a fine line sometimes but yeah i mean once you nail it down it can be a hell of a lot of fun mm-hmm. yeah i'm just not good at strategizing <laughs> not yet i had that stuff yet believe me even when you have a good plan somehow they never it also gets thrown out the window yeah i've played in in a lot of things where let's do this did not work because sometimes the dice is like nope you're gonna gonna fail That's the thing with the dice. The dice never helps me in combat, but in RP the dice loves me. <laughs> I hate that. Cuz yeah. there's there's the players telling the stories. There's the dungeon master also helping build the world. But the dice is also another storyteller because mm-hmm. it's it's collect Dungeons and Dragons and other tabletop RPGs are basically collective storytelling and it's not just the people, it's also the dice. They have a say and they they want to have a say. And they will. The dice is one cruel man. What keeps you coming back though every week? Because we do take breaks, but like, what makes you go? You know what? This is fun. This is something I want to dedicate time to. I want to come back and play. Is it just a social aspect? Is it just because you know you're playing with friends, or you know what is it for you? Yeah, I think. I mean, one, it's just a fun game. I just like. I I enjoy role playing. It's it's rare that I can be a you know a dick pirate who's also. really stupid but then it's also rare for me to role play with my friends you know i feel like part of it is that i've created an obligatory or like you've created an obligatory session where we have to see each other you know so i have an excuse to talk to them because i'm in dnd <laughs> wait what do you mean obligatory what do you mean i i forced that 
No, um, it goes back um, to the first topic, right? I can only be friends with someone where I'm forced to be within that group. You know, you're forced to know each other because you're in the same class. You're forced to know each other because you're in the same, I don't know, like camp or something. And it's the same thing with D&D, you know, I'm forced to be in the same group. So I'm forced to be friends with these guys or, or rather, you know, they're forced to be friends with me, you know. I think that's really in, something interesting you brought up there because a lot of people, you know, it's easy when you're in school, you're in university, you know, you you meet a lot of people by chance, like by fate almost, like they're brought to you because you're in the same circumstances. But a lot of people, as they get older, as they become a, uh, an adult, quote-unquote, they really struggle with making friends yeah. because I think people never learn how to make friends. It's just, yeah, I know this person from class, I know this person from club. Exactly. But when they transit... Because it's, so when you work, it's like usually co-workers. They're not necessarily your friends. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important for people to be like, at least practicing even even now, or even if you don't have any, you just look for activities you you find interesting or have in common. Like, you know, we have D&D, or if someone has sports or anything like that. Or yeah, to, to go out there, kind of meet people. Because if not, it will be a struggle. But, you know, uh, you know making friends and talking, it's a skill like everything else. You can learn it. Uh, it can be a bit hard at, at the start because it's maybe something new for most people, but you can definitely accomplish it. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those things where it's not really normalized here. I don't know how it is. Maybe it is. It's the same, you know, outside. But I feel like you can't really talk to a random person at a mall because it's like, uh, I don't know you, you know, at least here. I don't know how it is over there. Yeah, I don't know how it is on a global stage. Maybe with the more you know, modernize we get, the more we focus because, you know, with um America definitely exports like it's its pop culture is definitely its greatest export, its greatest soft power. And that idea of individualism of of like focusing on you and focusing on on like the self and like your own benefit is something that's very important globally. So I think as maybe, I don't know, as we get more advanced and we get more into our our social online social circles where it's like restricted there it can it may be a challenge for, for us as a society and maybe in a global scale where talking to people making connections with say your neighbors or the people of the community because it doesn't it doesn't seem normal anymore mm-hmm. uh, yeah um i can't really speak for uh yeah because i don't even do it you know so for me to say that it's kind of ignorant but i don't know if you agree with me in terms of what what I'm saying, you know, I, I don't know how it is to even talk to people outside. So I don't really have the right to say that it's bad over here. Because it's uh, it's really important for, for, for especially like younger kids or, or others to learn from their parents or people in the community. Because how I'm able to speak to different people, uh, whether it's strangers or things like that, it's, it's, a, it's a social skill you learn. Because I know like my dad would you know, Kaloka Majlis, you know, those Kanduris or things like that, where you just talk to random people and just say hi, and you just kind of just chat, like get to know someone on a very human level. Which I think what helps is it's, it's very primal, that human connection. But I think as a kid, you know, you see that, or even as a teenager, because I had friends who were quite social, who would just go up to a random person and just talk. Uh, I think what helps is a common ground. You always start with there. It's like, whether it's Hey, we're in the same event. How do you how did you get into this? How do you know this person from this wedding? Like, sort of, if you start from there, you can easily branch out to uh, other topics. That is insane. <laughs> <laughs> that 
insane to me, by the way, how you can talk to random people at a wedding. Hell no. That is crazy, dude. You have the common ground. You already, you're at the same wedding. Who, who are you here for? How do you know the bride and groom? Yeah. You start with a common ground. That's, you know, your small talk and you can get to know someone. That is a good starting point. Yeah, I guess. I'm never going to do that though. That's weird. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's 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 hard when you've never done it. It it is a practice kind of kind of situation. The more you do it, the more you learn about it, the easier it becomes. A, a soft skill, if you will, but a skill nonetheless. It takes time, it takes practice, it takes knowledge. Yeah, I mean, I know we talk a lot about like D and D and and because uh, yes, I love talking about D and D. But you know, what have you been you know getting up to recently? You know, you know what I've been watching a lot of animated movies. Okay. Yeah. Um. Notably, or, or rather, Megamind and Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Watching those two. And oh my god, dude. Those are classics. Under, I don't think they're classics, though. That's the thing. They're really good. You don't think so? No, they're really good. Don't get me wrong. I feel like they're underrated. I don't I don't think people look back and say, yeah, Megamind and Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, you know? Actually, you know what? I think you're right. I do think it is. Yeah. In the cultural zeitgeist maybe it's changing i do hear a lot of like at least online more talk about megamind because i read or i watched a video about this um something about megamind's launch really got messed up by um despicable me which was released around the same time which also had like a similar kind of like plot line right evil guy turns good something like that but then the reason why Despicable Me won was because they had like the cute baiting with the minions. And we got the minions movie. So Yeah, yeah. We really fucked up on that one. Yeah, we messed up. We messed up. <laughs> we definitely messed up. We really messed up. I didn't realize it was released in the same year. I thought like Despicable Me came after somehow. It was like around the same time, like the same season. Yeah. That's shocking because I really enjoyed Megamind. I think it was a really interesting take on on breaking tropes, and I haven't seen it in a while though. I don't really remember. It's also like just really funny without you know children jokes, too much children jokes. You know, it's the same with um Cloudy. Have you watched the second one, by the way? I yes, I think I I have. Yeah, you can really. Do I remember the plot? I'm not sure. Oh okay. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, but you can really tell like. The difference in like the type of jokes or like the direction of the movie. The second one, you definitely feel like it's more towards the children. Because you need, I think, yeah, with Hollywood, you need to make money on the sequels. You need to get people in, you know, in their seats, and making children definitely helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, are those both from? You know, Cloud is from Sony, right? Yeah, Sony. And Megamind is from DreamWorks. Yeah. Yeah, I think there, there's definitely a few DreamWorks movies that are underrated. Um, Megamind being one. I don't remember, actually. You know what? Scratch, I don't remember. I don't remember the other movies. I know one movie. Um, Disney. Meet the Robinsons. You remember that? Dude, I remember. Oh, yeah. You remember the whole... There's a whole bunch of movies during that period. Uh, Empress New Groove. Had Brother Bear. Stuart Little. Is Stuart Little Disney as well? Is that not... I don't know. Is it? I'm not sure, actually. Yeah, but in terms of animated movies, I think what I've read online recently, the, the, the team that made all these different movies, they went to DreamWorks. Oh, is that what happened? Then maybe that's why you get more unique stuff like like Megamind. Yeah, I mean, it's I guess it's definitely underappreciated time. I think that's, I guess, you know, money is money. Success, tr- linear success talks. 
I guess it, it's a cult classic now, at least. Yeah. You remember Treasure Planet and Atlantis? Oh no, man. I feel so uncultured. I haven't watched either of those. Okay, I think that falls in the same category as like Megamind. It's great. The animation is amazing. The story is really good. But it's not as big as your other traditional, you know, Disney, whether it's those princess films mm. or... Yeah, but those... Oh, I think there's also a video talking about why that failed. Also in terms of launch... I mean, yeah, you're bringing up these movies. My nostalgia in my childhood is just going going around. Yeah. I used to watch Meet the Robinsons every single morning for like two months. No cap. I've, I remember watching it on repeat as well. I don't know why. Something I about them. I don't the- know why. <laughs> I think about the, the, what, the mature themes of the show. I don't, I don't know because I was a kid. I wasn't really into like mature stuff back then but i don't know it also had like all american rejects doing its soundtrack <laughs> sick it's a very clever movie it's a lot of fun solid design and interesting character designs and like it time travel, time travel done right yeah. it had the it had the t-rex i have a big head yeah. small arms do you remember? i love that character yeah good ass movie and the fact that it, it tackled i think with especially with trends now you see I think a lot of um, movies or studios are, are having the the courage to tackle more difficult subjects. I mean, Coco explored death. If like Meet the Robinson, it was a foster kid trying to, you know, find his family, his home. Yeah. Yeah, things like that. It, it, it's, it's definitely great, especially in terms of development for, for a kid because it's complex but easy to digest. Yeah. I think yeah. yeah, those content definitely helped develop me. At least some aspects of it helped develop who I am uh, today. Now that you say that, that's probably like part of the reason, you know. Of what? Like for why it didn't go off as well as it should, you know, because it's exploring touching, you know, subjects. You, you don't expect children to, you know, I don't know. It's so, so, you know that's why kids watch fucking Minions and Despicable Me and The Boss Baby. But I mean. Okay, the boss baby is pretty good. It's it's weird, man. That movie is kind of weird. But yeah, but I mean, characters die all the time in Disney films, right? I mean, Gaston fell. Um, the Queen in Snow White died as well. I mean, a lot of characters die in Disney films. So, oh. or is that just like it's not mature enough? It's just like whatever. Yeah, it's kind of like whatever death, right? I mean, I guess Lion King was pretty fucked fucked up. You know what? Yes, guys, I'm speaking nonsense. Frozen though, Frozen was. A huge hit. Sure, great music. And I think it was quite mature in terms of its themes. Struggling with, you know, your identity and coming to terms with this, especially her powers. I mean, we saw the parents, well, the ship crash. Oh, yeah, that happened. Holy shit. And like Hans, I mean, come on, that that, that would leave a, a mark on children. So I think it does have mature themes. Yeah. Mature enough. Yeah. There's definitely a place for it. Mm-hmm. Pixar does it right. Disney knows how to do it. Has it? Is this new? Like your 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 watching your discovery of animated films, especially like older older more classic. Uh I'll probably get into that. But for now, I'm just like reliving nostalgia. I don't know why. I just you know it's just that pace for me right now. Do you think like nostalgia? I mean, look, frankly, pop culture is definitely recycling nostalgia over and over. Yeah. You think it's just. Is this normal? Is it just a phase that everybody constantly goes through? Or as they tackle, you know, aging and 
mortality that looms near. Okay, I'm sorry. I just got it really dark for some reason. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's make it fun again. Yeah, is that just something that happens normally? That people, it just, your memories just pop up. You want to live the simpler times or? That, I think that's a good, yeah. Living simpler times is like the right word for it, I think. Because for me, you know, responsibilities suck, man. That's shit. So you kind of just want to like go back for at least an hour and a half of your life, you know? For me, I feel like probably that is one of the reasons why I'm into that right now. But I don't know. I actually don't know how to explain it. Yeah, I think relating past uh, simpler times is, is, isn't a bad explanation, I guess. Mm. It's really as simple as that, I think. But also, um, nostalgia also is kind of like super biased, right? So, mm. you know, your opinions or, or like, I don't know, maybe, I don't know what I'm, well, I don't know what I'm saying, man. I'm <laughs> lost. What I thought about when you said that was like movies that you thought were really good, but then you watched it again, you were like, maybe not. Maybe it wasn't as good as I uh, first thought as my little mind child, uh, little yeah. child mind is <laughs> thinking about. Okay. Yeah. That does happen. But, but not really. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you do you have something like that? Do you have a movie where a show you thought was good? I do. It's an anime, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I used to watch it like all the time. I used to watch that shit on repeat. Uh, me and my brother actually created a game based on that anime. Oh, wow, that was so cool. And then recently, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm just gonna watch it. And, you know, that anime is absolute dog shit, dude. Holy crap! What is it? It's called The Law of Ueki. Okay, familiar name. You know that? I think I've heard of it before. It used to be really popular back in the days. Back in the good old Animax days, you know. Remember Animax? I do remember Animax. <laughs> I a lot of my... I watch anime from that chat. Yeah. And Cartoon Network, weirdly enough. But uh, yeah, that was uh, simpler times, as you say. Simpler times. I'm pretty sure there are movies and TV shows where I thought were good, aren't as good as they are now. But I think I'm, I'm too uh, stubborn... <laughs> You want to admit or to go back to look at those? Okay. Young me knows what he was talking about. Not changing my mind. <laughs> you you could also be like ruining your childhood, you know, by why are you watching stuff that you liked before, right? Uh, ruining my childhood. Hmm. Not really. Could it ruin your childhood? Not really ruining, but more so like thinking back, like holy fuck, I had shit taste. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cannot relate. I read it. Okay, sure. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> had to. <laughs> what did I watch a lot as a kid? I watched a lot of cartoons uh, as a kid should. They were pretty good. They were pretty good. Oh, you know what? I don't know. I read encyclopedias as a kid. I don't know if my tastes were good. What the hell? You're a weirdo, man. What the <laughs> <laughs> But I'm an interesting weirdo, so. <laughs> you know, I actually had like um, a Nickelodeon face with like... Mm -hmm. uh, Remember Victorious? I used to watch that so much. That holds up, okay. The jokes are great. Does it though? <laughs> as far as I can remember. I did not check recently. I don't know if I will. Because I, I can't say that I watched iCarly and Drake and Josh. Mm -hmm. But to say that I watched Victorious feels really, you know, cringe. I think Victorious had, actually so, as a sitcom, had some pretty, really, some pretty good jokes. I watched Big Time Rush. I think that show probably doesn't hold up. That is crazy. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I want to say it. Victorious holds up. Let's go with that. <laughs> and let's just not rewatch it so that I can just stay in your head, you know. 
<laughs> Damn, being a child. It's really a simpler time. Yeah. How was your childhood like? How was my childhood like? Um, can barely remember it. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a great memory. Uh, oh, let's see. Filled with cartoons, pretty sure. Watched a lot of those. Remember watching like Clifford, the Big Red Dog. Oh, okay. Great. The Folsom shows. Um, I think I, yeah, like I said, you know, I read encyclopedias and nonfiction books, which were like biographies. And yeah, I you know, I had I have several encyclopedias, which they, even though they're designed for children, still very useful. I've used it for research. Pretty useful. Okay. Okay. I did not know that about you. But that makes sense. <laughs> I can <didn't laughs> see that. I'm a, I don't know if you know this, a really cool kid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like other kids, you know. <laughs> what the hell did I do when I was a kid? Um, played games, I guess. Uh, I don't remember. It's all a blur. Uh, I had fun. Let's, let's, let's say that. I had a lot of fun as a kid. Yeah, I, yeah, I was actually thinking about it. I, I was playing some games and I was like, damn, how did I first get into this? And I actually remembered how. Oh, really? Um, it's from my brother's friend from kindergarten. This guy lived like... Very specific. Yeah, he, he lived like 200 meters away from our house. So he would come like every day to use to, to come play on our computer. And, and he would introduce us to like video games and stuff every single day. And yeah, I think that's how we got into a lot of trouble <laughs> with our parents. <laughs> it was because of him. Play too much games? Yeah. I think I was like six. I was playing like RuneScape and stuff back in, the, in those days. Damn, you're advanced. Yeah, it's all thanks to that. Remember playing those, those, what, Disney Channel? Those like Disney Channel games on the websites? Oh no, dude. Those were the shit. Those were great. I remember playing educational games with mathematics and stuff for some reason. I'm pretty sure that happened. There was a Star Wars game with Jar Jar Binks. I remember playing that. Tomb Raider, I remember playing Tomb Raider, but as a kid, I did not know what was going on. Did not think I passed the first level. Did, did you play um the Avatar game where you're like, it's like Pong, but then you have like Avatar powers, like you have airbending and you have firebending. No, I've never played that. It was a Flash game. Holy shit, that was good shit. Oh, I remember playing those games on like PS2. Oh. There were a few, like, two, like, adventure, a bit open world type games mm-hmm. based on less av- Avatar, the lesser, but not the movie. Oh, geez, that gives me. <sighs> but yes, based on the great animated show. Did you watch um, Korra? Uh, I never finished Korra. I watched quite a bit of it, you know, random episodes here and there, but I never mm. got to finish it. I did love Avatar 1, though. That was great addition. I don't remember Korra at all. Uh... I never finished it, but yeah, I don't remember it that well. Yeah, apparently, Netflix is uh, reviving the live action version. Apparently, the creators are not involved. I don't know. I don't know. They were. They were. Oh, oh. But then they were removed. Oh. That makes it interesting. You know? Okay. Okay. I don't know. To me, I'm at a point where I'm really interested to see how much of a shit show it's going to be. Oh, I know. It's it's going to be super dark. Uh, it's probably going to be very sexual and team. It's going to be, uh, everyone's, it's going to be, you know, everyone's going to be depressed. Yeah. You know, classic Netflix shows. Yeah. For some reason, we need dark, edgy teen dramas all the time. For oh, some you, reason. You don't have enough of those. The other thing that we really need 
are adult or mature cartoons. Wow, so original, guys. We need more of those. Oh, actually, Dota also has an anime coming up. Repeat that. Dota has an anime coming up. Yes, not really an anime because it's made from Western Studios, but it's stylized as anime. But yeah, an anime. It might be good. That looks pretty cool. It's made from the guys who made Korra. Ooh, okay. Okay. I feel like when it's animation, I think I have more faith than live action. I think mostly because there's maybe a bit more control. Yeah. Because something is it's no point in doing live action for it. Because the problem with live action is it, it's inherently going to be a blockbuster. A huge pro- project is going to be a blockbuster. And that is a studio project and studio execs are going to be all over it because they need they need it to sell because it's expensive. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, directly and purely commercially, successful traditionally may not really be what's best and it could ruin the project. Yeah, exactly. But speaking of, uh, Mortal Kombat movie is coming out. Ooh. I haven't seen anything about it. I saw the trailer. I know you're someone who doesn't watch trailers. No. Nope. No spoilers. It's interesting. It looks pretty good. Yeah. It looks pretty good. I think I think it's going to be good. Maybe. I'm hoping it'll be good. It's like way back. But like when I, when I was talking about like shit show, I was disappointed to hear that Sonic the Hedgehog movie, they, it got reanimated. Because I really wanted to watch a whole movie with with the Sonic, with the shitty Sonic, you know? That would have been really interesting. See, I would agree. But then we also had cats. Oh. And do we need all these existential horrors? Do we really need <laughs> all of these things? Did you watch? No. I mean, you're a Taylor Swift kind of guy. You should watch it, man. She's not in the whole movie. I know the play. It's not the greatest play. So having, and I don't know, I was looking into the film and how, you know, decisions you make up top. I, I don't know. I mean, you saw the trailer and you're like, why? I, it's uncanny. It's very uncanny. Tell you what, I do love the music. The new original song from Taylor Swift. Maybe I'm biased. I don't care. I, I, do, re- I do really like the song. Sure. Yeah. And Jennifer Hudson. Oh, man. Her rendition of... What's the song called? Uh, Memories. Oh, my God. She's, of course... She's a great singer. But I guess those are my ups from the, uh, the disaster that was the Cats uh, live-action movie from a play that wasn't the best, but... Uh, Solid play, nonetheless. I'm going to watch that, actually. I'm interested to see how much of a shit show that is. You're going to watch Cats? A hundred percent. If I can find it somewhere. Why? It would be authentic. Why? Again, why? Are you a glutton for punishment? Is that why? Why not, dude? Why not? It would be really... It's like a, you can watch it as like a parody, you know? And then maybe you'd enjoy it. Okay, again, um, I I am a firm believer that watching the bad stuff is how you learn how to make the good good work, good writing, and you know you do appreciate the good stuff. But watching bad pieces are still, it's still bad. It's still a painful watch. I disagree. Oh, one of these days I'm gonna get you to watch um the last Airbender with me, and we can laugh. Dude, what is wrong with you? Why? It's great, dude. It's not laughing material. It's painful. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Oh, I watched a video recently by um. It's it's from Hello Future Me. It's 
it's two hours and a half basically and it's it basically goes into the last airbender and kind of dissects it i i think i've seen enough i I, do i really need to watch a whole movie why must you subject me to that okay so maybe we will watch dragon ball evolution then (sighs) wow i thought you were my friend i don't understand what's going on right now why why come on man I forgot that movie existed. Do you are a glutton for punishment, aren't you? No, it's uh, it's it's uh, you get to laugh at people. You know that's pretty fun. I don't. I feel like my soul dies inside. I don't feel a lot of joy and laughter when I see these movies are are painful. That's what they are. It's great that you find the humor in it somehow. Okay. I just feel pain. I just feel. I just feel pain. To think I was enjoying nostalgic trip down memory lane and then you bring me to the graveyard which is the last airbender and dragon ball evolution thank you frankly i just want things that are good i mean you have gravity falls and adventure time over the cardinal wall you have some great shows that which were short at least with gravity falls and over the garden wall as it should be because i think when you overstay your welcome think spongebob the simpsons family guy you know, you stay on too long because it makes a lot of money. It's popular. But at some point, it declines and you kind of, yeah, kind of ruin the legacy of uh, some great shows. Did Spongebob get ruined? I don't remember the new one. Won. It doesn't get, I mean, it's, it doesn't hold up as the classic ones. It went on too long. Fairly Odd Parents went on too long. Too many characters. Yeah. They changed the team song. I mean. Oh, that's a sin. I don't do that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where... um. You know, you have your executives throwing ideas and be like, let's throw this in, do this. I guess in a, in a bit to make something fresh and new. But, you know, every chapter needs to come to an end at some point. Yeah. It's not easy. It may not be the best thing, but sometimes things just need to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Just what it's meant to be. Uh, Fuzz, it's been a pleasure. I think I love this trip down memory lane. I've always loved to reminisce. I'm, uh, uh, yeah, I'm nostalgic like that a a romanticist in that way uh where can we find you online if uh if we can (laughs) that's funny because i don't think you can um i have i have a twitter but i don't really i'm not active i i retweet stuff so if you have a good sense of humor like i do (laughs) follow me on twitter at fuzzrul k-o-v-b That'd be it. All right. Uh, you can follow the podcast at Eric Pod, A R I C P O D, on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm gonna leave it there essentially. Uh, any final words for our listeners? Oh, yeah. I watched the other episodes and they had like really inspirational things to say. Um, I'm just gonna say, um, uh, let's go by you know one day at a time. I feel like that's underrated. I love that. That's really important, actually. A great message, especially in this moment. Uh, Dude, thanks again. It's always a pleasure being able to talk to you. Uh, Yeah, uh, everyone, thanks for listening in. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon.